You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Dude, you did not see Captain Marvel over the weekend? Okay, so I have a good excuse for it, because I was got a note in Houston. <laughs> I had a note from my doctor. What were you doing in Houston? I said, uh, a little family reunion going on. Yeah? Yeah, people flying in from Michigan. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, family in Michigan came down. Um, we got to uh, see some uh, some cousins I hadn't seen in a while, and um, a new one who was freshly married. Aw. Uh, so, sadly, was not able to make it to the Cineplex, because uh, Houston is four hours away. Man. And they uh, don't have movie theaters there. They don't know, no. That's one thing about <laughs> there, Houston. There's... Nothing. Little known fact. You did not know. No, it's, I was, it's outlawed. We were not. It's like Footloose down <laughs> that there. That did not occur to us, dude. That had not occurred to us. Was Lauren there? Lauren had to work. Oh, so sadly. My favorite burns. I <laughs> Everything. <laughs> well, I did see Captain Marvel. I know. I can't wait to hear your review after I've seen it. I'll give you. Well, I'm going to do. I'll do a little bit <laughs> of a, a general spoiler free review okay. at the end of this podcast. Oh, good. Uh, so you know what? People don't have to slog through it. You can spoil it for me. I think I already know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm, not gonna going spoil, on. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. I'll, tr- I'll try to keep it spoiler free. Okay. I'll just give you my general impre- general impressions. All right. Um, you don't want. Can you tell me now whether? Uh, no, I figured for the listeners' sake. All right. We're going to save it for the end. It's called a tease. Yeah, dude. Um, I finished fucking Super Mario. Hey, here we go. I got all the fucking. Star Did you coins. finish it on March 10th? Mario Day? Uh, no, I finished. I, I wish been, I had. Would have been poetic. But I finished it before then. Okay. But the family, we did celebrate Mario Day. Like, we were uh, all wearing our Mario watches. I saw and, that. Oh, fuck, yeah. Family that plays Mario together. That's right. Sticks together. Uh, but no, dude, finished fucking Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe U. So now what? Did all the, the rainbow? Called? Yeah, I don't know. Did, keep up did with that. all that shit. Got the star coins in nice. every level. You've surpassed got us. Got fucking. Did st- Superstar Road. Got all the star coins in Superstar Those Road. Those are some hard levels, aren't they? Uh, yeah. 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 Like, I never. After I beat each one, I was like, all right, never playing that again. Oh, I'm so glad that's over because. Do you remember the days? And have you ever? Have you ever been pretty far into a video game and lost all your save data? Has that ever happened to you? No. Oh, really? That's never no. Happened. I've I've gotten really far into a game that didn't have like where I would run out of continues. It didn't have a save option. Oh, I hate. And that. there was just like one point in the game where it's like, for like I could never get past it. And one of them was this really shitty ass game called Werewolf: The Last Warrior for the NES. Never heard like, of it. There was a, uh, of course you haven't. <laughs> it, it was a <laughs> shit like a game. Deep gut. But uh, yeah, there was one point in the game that I could never get past, and I'd always end up running out of continues, and it'd be like start over, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> but you ran out of save. Your save data got corrupted. No, but I uh, before you were um, able to like save your your data to like the game itself to the cartridge or whatever. Remember they used to have um, the little save codes or whatever. Yeah. And I remember Metroid, Metroid, the original Metroid, was like 16 digits, and it was just a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah, all those old NES games Uh uh, before they started putting batteries in the cartridges. Yes, that was another one that was frustrating uh, that I also never beat for that same reason. A lot of Konami games had fun. Konami, the Konami code. Yeah. That's something different. But uh, (laughs) way different. But I I remember getting pretty far in Metroid and, and writing... Like one digit off or something, oh. and never being able to. Uh, well, I, I think I, I ended up beating it still. Justin Bailey, but having to go back, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I used that cheat yeah. to get me there. But um, yeah, it's pretty disheartening. Oh so yeah, I feel your pain. No, I, I I got you. But dude, 
I, I fucking finished that shit. I felt so fucking accomplished mm-hmm. because I did it all with Mario. Now, with this new version, there's a character oh. named Nabbit. Yeah. That doesn't get like... The he, little bunny He ears. can't get hurt by enemies. Mm-hmm. He could still get knocked back, though. And fall into holes uh, and shit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So he's apparently someone that... Uh, I don't mean to th- throw him under the bus, but our buddy Jay, mutual friend of the show, Jay... Oh, yeah. Uh, has been using Nabbit to go back and get coins. Lame. And I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I have been strict Mario through this entire fucking run. Yeah. Um, and I told him, I was like, well, good luck using Nabbit on the fucking Superstar Road ones because... Don't work. That shit just ain't going to work. I yeah. mean, there's stuff like... The final one is... Well, not the final one, but eight. And then you you have to finish eight to then unlock nine. Mm. Yes. But eight is fucking ridiculous, dude. I don't think I made it there. It far. took me so many fucking tries to get there. Yeah, you did. If you got to Superstar Road. Oh, you're about World 8. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Bowser's Tower. Or... Well, yeah. It's if, actually... if you go to Superstar Road, mm-hmm. there's eight levels right. in the star. The eighth one is in Bowser's Castle. That's right. Uh, and it's like all these fucking chains and shit, and you can't go over the chain. It's got fucking spikes on it, too, so you've got to go like under them and stuff. But there's really no solid ground. It's all those rings that yes. when you stand on them after they a while, drop they sink. They little yeah. donut rings. So I basically went in there with like a P-wing mm-hmm. and like, let's see if I can get this shit done. And it took a shit ton of tries, yeah. but eventually I got Finally it. did it. But Jay was like, yeah, I'll just use Nabbit. I'm like, yeah, fucking good luck with good Nabbit. Luck. He doesn't jump very high. I don't think you can. Uh, I, it's well, got to be possible. But he, the moment he gets hit by something, he's falling back and going into a hole. That's true. I believe in you, Jay. <laughs> but I just, I'm just i just luck. saying, that's going to be some tough stuff. Godspeed. So I finished it up, and then, uh, as you know, this game is packaged with the Super Luigi U mm-hmm. stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a try. Yeah, I've gotten this far. I'll give it a try. Fuck that. These are fucking some difficult-ass levels. Have you tried any of it? No, I haven't. There's one, like, within the first couple levels, It's you've got 30 seconds to get through it. Like, they are already putting you up with your back against the you wall. You know, that's my least favorite part of the Mario games, is the fact that they, at least these old, or new, I guess I should say, the, the 2D side Old, new. They, they brought back new, the new. timer, exactly. And uh, there's nothing that um, annoys me more in a video game than, than a, a running clock. Yeah. That's why I always bounced off of Majora's Mask. Oh, really? Because it had the running clock? Because I got three days, and you have to keep repeating. It's, it's the Groundhog Day of uh, Zelda games. Yeah. And I was like, no, thanks. That's not what a Zelda game is for me. You take your time. You explore, But that's, right? how, that's how Mario started. Mario was always on a, on a ticking I know. clock. I always hated it. Until you got to Super Mario World. Wait, didn't no, Super part Mario two. World have a... Uh... I don't think Part 2 had a clock. Okay, so but, part... But 3 did. Oh, no. You know what? You're right. Mario 2 didn't. Mario's 1 and 3 did. Did Super Mario World have a, a ticking clock? I think it, it may have. Yeah. It, it? It's all the 2D ones. Not Well... The 3D ones, they let you explore at your own leisure. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, I like it, it because there really isn't a reason for you to be tarrying about, but to only give someone 30 <laughs> seconds to get through a fucking level? Yeah. That's a little ridiculous. Uh, and also, the the mechanics of Luigi are dramatically different. Right. I'm like, fuck this. And so it just doesn't exist to me. Um, <laughs> it's dead in, to in you. In fact, like, I like to keep... I like to keep all the Mario games, but I don't see any reason for me to keep this one. Like, I don't see me coming back to it. I tried doing the multiplayer with Jay, and that just turned into frustration. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, you got to get your this, shit together. Man. With your, you got to have a strategy. Somebody's got to trail behind because if you're just jumping over each other trying to get to the top, yeah, no fun. Mm-mm. <laughs> no fun. <laughs> Stop it, <now. laughs> dude. I got um, 
I got a shit ton of voice work that I've been getting to do. Nice. Uh, I got cast in Star Blazers. Yeah. I can I can kind of talk about that. Show me now. a clip of that. Yeah, Star Blazers. Uh, Yamato twenty two oh two. I got a, a voice <laughs> in that one. Uh, I'm doing a show called My Roommate is a Cat. Yes. Oh, that's the one you showed me too. Uh, yeah, I've got another one. That you got I can, a pretty juicy a part, stuff. huh? Yeah. I'm, my character's on the cover art. Uh, so that's that's kind of turning into something. You're basically a celebrity. My my two and a half years at Funimation have finally. Uh, I guess paying dividends, paying a little dividends. I'm yeah. starting to get like other. It was fun going and doing a session this past week where there was a newbie, and mm. like for I still feel like I'm the newbie when I oh. go in there. I feel like the newbie, and then like you know the director that I'm working with, and he's he's a great director. I'm not sure I want to name drop him here, uh, but he's Steven fantastic. Spielberg. He's the one exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, but he's he's always been really encouraging and fun to work with, and he's the one that's consistently like pulled me in for the past like two years it's only within the past like six months that other directors are now starting to bring me into work oh nice with. word gets around man yeah yeah we went and we did a session mm-hmm. where it was just a group walla session where we were doing like background voices and, walla, stuff. Walla, walla, and he was like i just want to br- i want to have some of you guys in because uh you know i got a new guy coming in tonight and uh, i kind of want to i want you to, i want him to learn a little bit from you guys and mm-hmm. i was like whoa wait Wait, wait. I'm not the new guy anymore. I'm, I'm not the new guy. Like, I'm the dude that people are learning from now. It's like coming back to high school for your sophomore year. Yeah. And seeing all the fre- all the fish, uh-huh. the freshmen walking around. Yeah. And you kind of looking your nose down. Like, the last 12 <laughs> months, that was me getting pantsed. But now, it's your turn. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. we're going to take off your pants. <laughs> like, it was fun, though. The dude was good. But uh, but it was it was a fun little session. But, yeah, yeah no, I'm... Getting to work a lot more regularly there awesome, now. Awesome, dude. It's, it's, uh, you it's, may have to get a subscription here you to uh, might have to. the Funimation. Uh, well, who am I kidding? I hear your voice every week. <laughs> and I've got the subscription, One so hour's I enough. could let you use it. One hour. Fuck you. Clock's ticking, buddy. We're 10 minutes in. Let's uh, go. All right. A movie that I've been threatening to see for a while that uh, finally got around to. Of course, back in, was it January this year? We did the original Jumanji, uh-huh. which you had not seen, yeah. but you had seen the sequel. Yes. I had not seen the sequel, only seen the original. So I uh, took an opportunity to remedy that. Uh-huh. And so Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. What'd you think? So I have such love for that first one that it was going to take a lot for me to uh, to put this film on equal footing. Great. This it is going to be an, no, an no, no, annihilation no. situation. No, it's not it at all. Um, I really enjoyed it. We both did. Uh, funny, great action. Uh, I like what they did with the concept. But it's a completely different style of film like yeah. it's not even a you can't even really call it a sequel even though it's trying to be and canonically i guess it is but um it's a different it, it's more of a comedy it's well it's more of a comedy and it would have been more of a, a an appropriate sequel i guess had they brought the video game tropes into the real world right instead because of them being taken into the exactly game. that's the thing about jumanji is they come out of the board game to get you and this time and the whole idea of um it, it it felt a little like stunt casting to me. Like, uh, how are we going to make a Jumanji sequel interesting? Well, let's get all these. Uh, let's get the, the Rock in there, and we'll get uh, what's it, Karen Gillian? Is that her name? Karen Gillan. There yeah. you go. Um, and Jack Black. But they can't just be normal Kevin people. Because how do you explain the Rock in in like real world? But he was fucking delightful. He, he's great. As that, as that They're role. all great, yeah. uh, especially Jack Black. Oh my god, playing like a teenage girl. <laughs> But that's the, I think that was a little bit of the problem because with the original Jumanji, you really got to know the characters because you're seeing the same actors throughout the film. Right. This one is divided in half. You only see their actual personas, their high school personas at the beginning and the end, uh-huh. kind of bookending the film. A little bit of a Wizard of Oz thing. Exactly. So um, th- that same connection wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and also, the, it wasn't. It didn't feel as dire, even though they were setting up that oh, we have three lives, and if we die three times in this world, you're you're dead for real. Uh huh. 
Um, the original Jumanji was kind of horrific. You felt the stakes. When, yeah, especially when Robin Williams, when you realize that this little kid, little Alan Parrish, is now grown. He grew up uh-huh. in this world. It was really kind of dark, and that's one of the things that stuck with me. I, I feel you. Yeah. I just don't think that they needed to go that same tone for the second one. They don't need it, but the to. thing is, I'm saying that now retroactively, yeah. having seen the first one after I saw the second one. True. I feel like, though, putting them together, I think they're good companion pieces with one another. They're both entertaining films. Yeah. The first one does have a little bit more gravitas to it. It has yeah. a little bit more uh, at stake. Whereas the the second one, it's like, okay, worst, the worst thing that could happen, these four kids die. Right. But nothing bad happens to the world, you yeah. know, that it's just them. But that's still bad enough. Yeah. Um, also, the Van Pelt character wasn't nearly as interesting Bobby as it was. In the, because I love what they were doing. It was kind of a projection of Robin Williams' father. Because uh-huh. there's this uh, subtext. Listen to our Jumanji episode. Sure, here. yeah. But, uh, and that, that was not summer. what was going on. That was missing, one. no. Yeah. He, it was just there to have a villain. And we didn't really need him. And this whole thing about him controlling the bugs... Like, but it was so video gamey, like it was yeah. so Uncharted, like the way that Uncharted kind <laughs> yeah. of plays out. Yeah. That's exactly like how this plays. So I appreciate what they were trying to do. I appreciate sure. that they were trying to take this concept, trying to take this property and bring it into the 21st century. Yeah. But I see where you're coming from yeah. too. Like it is, it is not what one might expect from a sequel right. for Jumanji. Having said that, I will watch The Rock and Kevin Hart in anything. Yeah. Like the, the two of them have such great chemistry. Watch Central Intelligence. He's so great. Yeah, well, coming soon to an episode. They're great, man. You follow them on Twitter and stuff. They're always like ribbing at each other. Yeah, the Rock yeah. is always giving them shit, and it's it's pretty fun. Uh, but I recommend Not it. like the contentious relationship The Rock has with like, you know, uh, uh, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah. Well, or, that's, that's on Vin Diesel, though. Yeah. He seems like... Uh, He's the one with the big head there. I'm Groot. <laughs> uh, this is the Editing Bay on the X-Wave go. Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will try to watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or just in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can find us, talk back to us, and give us suggestions for movies you would like for us to watch uh, in the future. And uh, so we picked this one uh, as kind of we... we, we yeah, what happened, we called Joe? A little, I called a little bit of an audible, because <laughs> we were originally going to do Heart Condition starring Bob Hoskins yes. and Denzel Washington. And then, you know, I kind of had this change of heart where I went, huh, change of heart. <laughs> Uh, and we just talked about Kevin Hart. Hey! So I thought, you know what? Captain Marvel's coming out. This little movie called Captain Marvel. <laughs> not, you, not familiar with you it. You may or may not have heard of. Uh, and uh, Sarah had even mentioned, she was like, oh, it would have been interesting if you would have found, like, you know, a, a Brie Larson movie that, you know, that, that maybe, I'm sure there was a movie she'd done that, you know, maybe people haven't heard of. And I was like, what? She was in fucking Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. the the spectacular now and the uh, room Don Juan, or I think she's she in Don that? John. I think she was in Don With John. Joe Golev. I think she was. Let's well, Scarlett uh, Johansson. And room, uh, no, but he. I think she, she played also his in sister in it as well. Oh, interesting. I, I could be wrong. I think you're um, right. But I was like, I can't really think of anything. And I was going through her IMDb, and I went, Oh shit! I remember this, and I saw the poster for this movie called Hoot. And was like, hoot, I wonder what the fuck... Well, not I wonder what it's about, because the title pretty much tells you. Well, no, it doesn't. I hadn't really fucking... No, it doesn't. I had... Well, let's wait until we <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Spoiler alert. You, just, you are the worst fucking poker player Oh, ever. yeah, she was in Don John. So, um, yeah, so I was like, well, let's check this movie out, man. You know, I'm sure it's something you hadn't seen. I hadn't seen it. Let's fucking talk about this and tie it in with Captain Maybe Marvel. it'll be a hoot. Yeah. 
so Hoot from 2006. I'm not going to go through all the movies that came out in 2006 because we just did oh, that last week. Boo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Listen to last week's so episode. Just so you know, other movies we've talked about in 2006, Superman Returns yeah. and uh, The Prestige. There you go. So uh, this was directed by a guy named Will Schreiner. Mm. This is the only feature film he's ever directed. Huh. Uh, he directed <laughs> an episode of Gilmore Girls. He did a lot. Not Go just... Bulldogs episode. And eight episodes of Frasier, which I shot to our friends over at the Craniacs podcast. Perfect. And was like, hey, guys, um, I, I we are doing this movie that's directed by this guy named Will Schreiner. Turns out he directed some episodes of Frasier. But unfortunately, in the podcast, they're just getting into season three. Will Schreiner did not join the Frasier uh, uh, um what would you call that? Yeah, collective, the, the family, uh, until season eight. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going oh, to need you guys. I'm going to need you guys to catch up with season eight real quick, <laughs> so I could find out if the episodes he directed were as shitty as the film I just watched. Oh no, uh, no. So this movie had a budget of fifteen million dollars. I know. You know how much it made? Yes, eight million. Oh my god! And I think that's even like taking into account DVD sales and international like. I had read that. Um, yeah, like you said, DVD sales. Like somebody was like, hmm, is that is that Hoot movie out on DVD yet? And by sales, I mean the dollar bin at Walmart that's next to the checkout aisle. Or somebody who like accidentally fucking rented this, thinking it was like a Hooters fucking you know yeah, fetish right. film. Or well, something. it does have the steel drums in it, a la uh, Girls Gone Wild. But that's where the similarities end, yeah. unfortunately. Or you know, if you've been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, there you go. Chicks sometimes take off their tops. That's right. <laughs> Those parrot heads. Yeah, Fortunately, with a, a film with a bunch of kids in it. That, that did not happen. If you're, a, if you're a big fan of Jimmy Buffett, yeah, boy, you, have we got a film for you. You may have heard of this. Uh, <laughs> this movie's produced by Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. Original songs by Jimmy Buffett. Where do you come down on Music Jimmy supervisor, <laughs> Savannah Jane Buffett. Oh, love when they get oh, the wives involved. by the way, it was his daughter. Oh, even by worse. By the way, playing a role in this movie, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. As the, the lovable teacher. Where do I fall on Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. I feel like there is a place and a time for Jimmy Buffett. It's hell. It's not with me, and I don't have the time. <laughs> right. I, I don't get it. A little Jimmy Buffett goes way too far. I fucking me. hate cheeseburger. In Par- if I have to hear cheeseburger in paradise. Or pina colada burger. Um, <laughs> I know, my recast. If uh, Bill, what's his name? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton were still with us. He would have been recast. Been coconut, as coconut Pete. Pete <laughs> from... Uh, what is that movie called? Club Dread. Club Dread. That's another one of uh, my fucking favorites, man. It's like one of his best roles. Rest in peace. <laughs> Play Margaritaville. <laughs> what? <laughs> Play Margaritaville. You mean Pina Colada Burger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, but sadly, no. We're stuck with uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Don't get um, it. Uh, yeah, more dude. power to the people who follow him around. So, um, so Hoot. Hoot. 2006. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to say it made eight, eight million. Uh, a budget of fifteen million, and I read somewhere that um, it, it it cost more to make the because this was like a wide open, like it opened in like four thousand theaters yeah. nationwide at a, at a time, even though it was like the lowest rated opening um, of a major release, <laughs> exactly. And it, it it said it cost more to make those prints, those four thousand prints, so that it could open that wide uh-huh. than that fifteen million dollar budget. Oh yeah, and so uh, I, I believe they that. lost a lot of money on this one. Uh-huh. I'm surprised there wasn't a hoot too. <laughs> hoot too. <laughs> Joel, watching this movie, was it a hoot? Uh, no, 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 not at all. Mm-hmm. This is uh, made for TV quality at best, uh, and and a 
flat out kids film. And you can see if, if you watch the trailer, it's like from the people that brought you holes, like the Shia LaBeouf, which actually is a pretty good film. Have was it about holes? burrowing owls as well? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, something about these guys it's with like, holes in the ground. It's like, well, I'm just saying, like we've had those moments where it's like <laughs> Deep Impact and Armageddon. All right, hell oh, yeah. And then, like maybe that was Dante's what was going peak. on here. Dante's Peak and Volcano. Mm-hmm. Hooten holes. <laughs> It's a whole other porno. In yeah, itself. I was going to say, I think I rented that a couple of weeks ago. Um, this movie was, uh, I don't even know how to fucking say this. It's just abysmal. It's ponderous. It's fucking ponderous. Well, ponderous, it, it's it's so inept <laughs> yeah, yeah. in, in every every sense. Like it's It seemed like it was made by people who don't uh, know how to make movies. Or just don't even appreciate the craft of filmmaking or like what a film is about and Joel, supposed to be. There are moments in this movie where a kid will be talking like the kid Garrett and this, and this happens twice in the movie. That's why I'm going to use it as an example. Right. Garrett is a kid that uh, Logan Lerman plays our main actor, our, our, play, our main character, Roy, who moved from Montana to Florida. And now he's starting in a new school and he makes a new friend named Garrett. And this Garrett kid is kind of like he wears goggles and he's got spiky. It's like Guy Fieri if he was like 11 years old. <laughs> Less annoying. And uh, and the kid's like, oh, man, yeah, don't worry about that kid. Because right now Logan Lerman's like, who's this blonde kid with no shoes that's always running down the street? Yeah. And it's uh, oddly infatuated with him. Yeah, dude. A little too much, maybe. Yeah, there's, there's a weird, like... A thing where where I thought maybe for a minute since this was like a year after Brokeback Mountain, yeah. like maybe we were exploring like the sexual awakening between two gay young men, like, yeah. and that's okay. It's call me by your that's, hoots. That's cool. <laughs> call me by your hoots. <laughs> hoot, scoot, and boogie. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, but but the kids like you've already made friends with the school bully. Don't you think you've had enough excitement for one day? Hard cut sunset. Cut. Fade to black. <laughs> I was like, what the, is that? And that happens twice. There are so many, many dissolves and, and fade to black. Well, and, and just hard and hard cutaways to scenes. Like, they don't even give, like, a scene a moment to breathe, to breathe before yeah. they fade it out. There's no, like, transitions between scenes. It's a weird... This film has a weird pacing to it. and um, Like someone who's used to TV. Th- that's exactly what I wrote. Is You can even tell, like, some of the things that are supposed to be funny, or, like, somebody will say a funny line, he's leaving a beat there as if there were going to be a laugh track, a laugh track. at it afterwards. And it's like, no, dude, you don't understand how this works. Come well, man, it doesn't smell that bad. Silence. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, we're not laughing. <laughs> no, that's that's really rough. I almost didn't recognize Brie Larson. D- she looks like f- five different characters throughout this film. Yeah, first of all, super tall. Super, like, super tall. She must have just shot up pre nose job. I didn't realize she had a she, nose job. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Do, I mean, I noticed she not looked a little, little di- different to you. Yeah, but teenage, you know, how teenagers like they grow at different, like the parts of their body grow not at different their speeds. Noses, yeah, well, a little disproportionate. My nose grew, like came out Gross. first. Before it doesn't the- shrink. Your nose does not shrink as you I, I get older. I think maybe her nose stayed the same and the rest of her, her five head came in afterwards. Stayed the same. <laughs> my, my, the rest of my body kept getting older. My nose stayed the same, same age. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, Yet she... Uh, all right. She's not very good in this. She's not very good in this. I was expecting to be like, oh, uh, some casting director saw her in this film and maybe was like, oh, she's got star power. I'm going right. to cast her in the next Marvel film. Yeah. But uh, she's really, all of her lines were said like super rushed. Uh-huh. Like just spat out one after, and then especially in scenes with with little Logan Lerman, who's fantastic. He's really good. Even, they even keep a cut of Logan Lerman where he's like flubbed a line. 
don't know if you noticed yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's talking it to Garrett. Natural. And he starts to like say something and Garrett finish, finishes his line. And then Logan Lerman's like, he takes a beat and then does his like, starts his line yeah, over again. Find a way but to make it work. You're right. He's very natural about it as if, because that happens with us when we're talking to each other. One of us will start to say something and like, stop because you're continuing a thought. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of come into it. And Logan Lerman's able to like, play that off. That kid is such a good actor. So natural. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, nobody else in this movie is very, like none of the kid actors, especially, are very good. Yeah, it's sad too. And I was really expecting Brie Larson to like kind of come into her own, but uh, this may was this like her first film or this, something? Yeah, this she was she this had was done some rough. TV. Yeah, uh, she was doing kind of her little her song career, her one CD song career. Oh no, where she was touring with Jesse McCartney or something what? at one point. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, her first album, finally out of PE or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Gotta, Gotta get, get down, down on Friday. Friday. Uh, yeah, look at us making fun of a chick who's now in like a billion dollar film. Yeah, uh, Oscar winner. <laughs> no, it's. I, I wanted her to be better than she was, and I was surprised at how unnatural she was. Yeah, dude, she, you start to see little moments later on in the film where not where, a lot. Uh, you know, one of the things she was really guilty of that frustrated the fuck out of me hmm. is she did that thing where she would like look at someone before their line, like. She mm, she would deliver her line. Yeah, she would deliver her line and then look at the next person who was supposed to talk before they started talking. You shouldn't know that that person is going to talk. Not just that though. A director should have been like, "Cut! Yeah. All right, we need to redo that again." Hey, Bree, you don't look at him before he starts talking. This almost seems like a money laundering type of film. Yeah, <laughs> like yes, they needed to uh, justify why all these people. Uh, well, you know well, what? Actually, it, it was shot in Florida. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> some cocaine. Possible <laughs> there was some, some some drug some money muling coming across well, the border. And one of the other things that makes me think something like that is that they were able to bring on pretty decent talent. Like not that Clark Gregg was a fucking household name at the time. Oh, but he's one but, of those guys who's always great. Yeah, he's he and he's good in this. He at least gives what he can in this movie, yeah. which does make me kind of laugh that you've got uh, Agent Coulson, yeah, right, Captain Marvel, and. Tim Blake Nelson, who ended up being the leader at the end of the Hulk movie, like he got the Gamma stuff. He was a doctor oh, in the Incredible he was, Hulk, wasn't he? Yeah, there you go. So you got like that three Marvel character book. Marvel connection, That's which fun. honestly is not going to be much of a novelty moving forward. Like eventually, every actor is going to be in the MCU. Somewhere. That's the thing. It's I think it's difficult to find actors who aren't already a character in yeah. some of these Marvel films. That's I had a fun exchange with uh, with Ryan from the Craniacs. Hey. Uh, I was talking about one of the things that had me excited about Captain Marvel. It's like, if there's one thing that I can take away from this that I'm going to be really excited about, it's that we could possibly be setting up the uh, the building blocks for a next wave movie. Because there's a character named Monica Rambeau in the Marvel comics who ends up becoming Captain Marvel mm-hmm. uh, later on in, in the chronology of the character. Okay. Uh, and uh, and she ends up becoming the leader of a team called Next Wave in, in the comics. And it's one of my favorite fucking books written by Warren Ellis. Is that where the name of this That's uh, where podcast our podcast company, from? my fucking usernames and stuff on everything? Interesting. Next Wave, yeah. It's because it's one of my fucking favorite books. Um, so yeah, that had me excited. But he wrote back, he was like, awesome. Give me a fan recast right now of what your next wave movie would be. Ooh. And I was going through and I was trying to recast it, but I, I, I was like... <laughs> All taken. Oh, uh, fuck. No, yeah. They were already in a fucking movie. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I picked... Um, Oh, what, what's his name? We fucking love him. He was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I picked Sam Rockwell, and I was like, oh, no, fuck. He was in Iron Man 2. I can't use him. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't even forgotten that. So I was like, fuck, I can't use him. But like trying to find people that weren't in Marvel movies already to do a fan recast was pretty fucking tough. Hmm. 
Um, you know, I've enjoyed Luke Wilson, Tim Blake Nelson. He's great. Clark, Clark Gregg is good. You've got the dude who was the janitor in Scrubs. <laughs> from Scrubs, yeah. <laughs> and did you recognize the mother? No. It's weird. Uh, the one thing I recognized her from immediately. Um, she's she in, looked like uh, Graham, Lauren Graham. She, she does. Um, and, it, and it's funny you say that because when I saw this film... I thought that that was Lauren Graham and realized, oh, no, it's his other actress. Uh, the film I'm referring to is Independence Day. She has a short uh, stint at the very beginning. You know how uh, Vivica A. Fox is a stripper? Yeah. She's one of her stripper friends at the very what? beginning who's like, we're going to the top of the tower to greet the aliens. Oh, that's aliens. right. She's got the sign. She's got the sign and she oh, gets blown shit. up within like the first 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, Hoot's mom. <laughs> Hoot's mom. <laughs> we just call him Hoot. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, let's get into this fucking ridiculousness that's going on in this movie it's this movie about fucking saving animals and like conservationists and stuff like that but like at no point does this movie engage the audience to give a fuck about these burrowing owls no like I would understand if at some point Roy uh, meets up with mullet fingers which is a fucking (laughs) dumbass worst name name. so let's get this relationship straight (laughs) okay so you've got Roy Mm -hmm. you've got Beatrice the bear yeah yeah everyone's got nicknames and then you've got mullet fingers Mm -hmm. oh yeah and it turns out Beatrice and mullet fingers are step siblings right or are they actual full on siblings no she says uh, uh, half brother half brother yeah who just lives on his own in an, in an abandoned boat? I guess like, so. This no parents kid around. Has no family, no parents. Mm-hmm. Like really, uh, and so you've got them. Roy finds this boy like running down the street and is just immediately like Dreamweaver infatuated <laughs> yes. with him and has to fucking chase him. Gets hit by a fucking golf ball chasing him onto a yeah. fucking golf course. <laughs> which, by the way, Jimmy Buffett golfing with those guys in that scene. Oh. I don't know if you noticed that. Of course, he's on his way to school. Jumps off the bus, chases the kid on a golf course. Jimmy Buffett's there. Jimmy Buffett plays a teacher in the fucking school. Hey, who's going to notice? I noticed. All right? And I'm not very sharp. So there's that shit. How can you tell it's just an overweight balding guy in a, in a Hawaiian t-shirt? Oh, no, no, no. I, I noticed. In fact, right. I stopped. I went back and stopped it. And I was like, yep, there's It's Florida. There's that could Buffett. be anybody. could be anybody. You're right. Mm-hmm. Joel, it could be anyone. <laughs> uh, so like, he, he comes across this kid. And we find out that like Beatrice is trying to protect him and protect the secret of what Mullet Fingers is doing. And Mullet Fingers is basically like trying to disrupt a construction site. A construction site with no construction workers. Yes. And like one piece of equipment. It's just Tim McNelson and a bulldozer. Tim Tim, Tim McNelson? Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, I said Tim McNelson. <laughs> like that's my favorite meal at McDonald's. <laughs> number ten. Uh no, so so he's like pulling up steaks. Like that's it. And we meet Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. But by the way, who's your favorite Wilson? Um That's t- like as an actor yeah. or in real just, life. Just your favorite your favorite Wilson. Yeah, I gotta go Owen. Owen? I gotta go Owen uh, for for w- w- yeah, for Wedding Crashers, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. I like him in that. Looks fine. Yeah. But Luke's I remember... I remember he's, he's done work that I've liked, I think, it, it, as far as his... I don't know, his bibliography. Yeah. I, I his like oof. his films. His, I don't like saying that word. <laughs> uh, sounds too like, sounds like ovaries. ovaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like his films, I think, historically, more than I like Owen Wilson's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. But I remember the first time I saw both of them uh-huh. in uh, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket. Yeah. And uh, Luke Wilson, of course, was kind of the straight man, but I remember just Owen Wilson just jumping out at me because he was kind of a, playing a little more of a crazy His character. Penis nose. Caricature. Yes, that too. <laughs> it kind of sets him apart. Wow. 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 I was in this movie Bottle Rocket. Wow. With this Jay Baruchel. I was in... <laughs> okay, th- I, there you go. Owen or Jay? I get my my acting style... From Owen Wilson. <laughs> and I think you should see this movie about dragons that I've done. How to train your dragon. Because 
you gotta when you get toothless and he doesn't listen to what you say and then you realize that you're friends and you've formed that bond wow oh uh, wow wow <laughs> i realized now my jay baruchel is completely gone i can't do it anymore. no that was pretty good uh, it was just uh, morphing into owen wilson if you haven't seen that youtube clip of owen wilson uh just saying <laughs> with the wow. lightsabers the yeah, lightsaber yeah, fight. They, they replaced the lightsabers with him saying wow oh that is so fucking funny wow um what is my note here don't talk about how you find this 17 year old brie larson more attractive than now brie larson oh no <laughs> <laughs> They do put her in some pretty short shorts there. Well, no, I just thought that she was cuter. Like, I did, even though I thought she was horrible in this movie, yeah. like, I found her way cuter than I've, I have found her in, like, in Captain Marvel. Scott Pilgrim? No, oh, I liked it. I liked it. I'm almost curious if she got the nose job after Scott Pilgrim. Hmm. Let's go back. We'll, uh, we'll uh, check out our uh, Facebook page. We'll have some side-by-side nose pics. How fucking sexist is this? <laughs> We're going to show some side-by-side <laughs> yeah. fucking, some plastic surgery pics. Rhinoplasty. Um, so, yeah, the, um, they got these, the, these kids are trying to now, they find out that Mullet Fingers is trying to keep people from constructing this new pancake house. Mullet Fingers sounds like something on the McDonald's menu, it by really the way. It really does, yeah. dude. I'll okay. take, I'll take a order of Mullet Fingers <laughs> and, uh, no, so they, they're, they're trying to protect owls. Mm-hmm. We never at one like it would how how much it more should, effective would this have been? It had, should like, be like mullet e. fingers. Mullet fingers was like nursing a baby owl, like mm-hmm. one of those burrowing it, and like, hey, where'd you find him? He was on the construction site, and he got injured by one of like yeah, you know, blah, got blah, separated. Blah. His mom got, got killed. Well, not killed, but maybe he got separated. Right. And so I've been nursing him. He broke one of his 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 wings, mm-hmm. and I'm nursing him back to health, and I want to be, be able to bring him back to his family. Call him toothless. But they're trying to. Oh my god, be- beakless. <laughs> <laughs> the the bird would not survive that. No, that's true. But like, at least give us a, an owl that like they're caring for, right? And that's why like they are now our avatars. Like through these characters, mm-hmm. we learn more about these owls, and we start to care about like, oh God, are they going to destroy the the habitat? Mm-hmm. Like, let's we've learned something, and now we've we've developed some compassion for these animals, and now we are engaged just as these characters are, that's right. and want to see. That, that, that this operation is stopped and these animals are saved. Instead, no. The most research we do about these owls comes at like the the fucking fifty seven minute mark, yeah. if that, maybe even later, where Logan Lerman googles these fucking owls right. and realizes like, oh, they're endangered, and then like runs off to try to go get like public records right. and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, wh- why is there? There's just this avoidance of developing and engaging in this entire film. You like, know, someone didn't know how to do it. And it's weird you say that uh, because this was based on a on a children's novel, which right? the people that I've talked to that have read the book, mm-hmm. and, like they swear by. It. They're like, the book is fantastic. How? How? Uh, if this is the same story as what's in the book. Like it's it's boring even in movie form in a ninety minute movie. I can't imagine being like a teenager and having to fucking read that, having to read Hoot. Yeah, yeah. I I'm sure that it was a good. I'm sure the book was fine. Uh, as like a young adult, like because this this re- obviously it's Walden Media film. Yeah, uh, they, have, they don't like, have good track it, record. <laughs> do they not? Didn't they do Lion Witch in the Wardrobe? They did a oh maybe that one, but they the one they did directly after this. I can't remember what it was, but it also bombed. You've got Brie Larson. Like you didn't need all three of these characters. It felt like. It felt like one mullet fingers was either a Tyler Durden <laughs> for for Roy. Like that, uh-huh. that's all the. You know what? Before I get into this, okay, I, I want to talk about Roy because there's a piece of information that we get about him at the very beginning. Right. He's like he's from Montana. That's like, right. He's got a big he moved belt to Montana and he loved horses. it. He was like, and at no point 
And you would think this would happen at some point in the movie. At no point is he able to put like his Montana, you right. know, knowledge to work. Like, you know, I when I used to ride the trail, I used to be able to track animals by doing this. Like something like if that. If anybody is going to uh, rope tie and rope up uh, Clark Gregg at the end, uh-huh. like that would have been nice to have him do it instead of Mullet Fingers tossing a fishnet over him. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. And the fact that he just stands there and lets the kid do it. He's like, what are you going to do? Give me uh, with your net? So lame. And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> like it's not, it wasn't even clever. You knew it, it was coming. Fun. You could tell that they ran out of money while producing this movie pretty fucking quick. Because there's like, Luke Wilson starts meeting with his captain at just a fucking fish restaurant. It's, a, it's the same one. <laughs> there's one scene where he meets him in an office. But other than that, it was like... They just meet at a fish restaurant mm-hmm. and like they talk about shit. And he's like, "Will you get out there, Dumpkin, and fucking find these people?" That guy was awful. Everybody, everyone was awful except for like the four people we listed earlier who have gone on to have careers. Yeah, yeah. every this 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 film should have killed Brie Larson's career. I'm honestly. surprised. I'm really surprised. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what would you think of the uh, music choices? I thought they were film? horrible. I thought that. What do you mean? What do you think of the music? <laughs> well, I mean, there's one song where they start the bus and like all the cool kids in the back of the bus. Everything, everything is very like on the nose. Which, by the way, Jenna was like, "Was that Chumbawamba?" It could very well be. That's the one song that was missing from this fucking movie was Chumbawamba. He gets knocked down, but he gets up again. No, everything is very on the nose from that scene when the dogs. There's dogs, and suddenly we hear like a cover of Werewolves of London. Yes, and then. And uh, as uh, Mullet Fingers is running barefoot, we get the song about, he's barefooting. Barefooting. And then the very end, just when you think it's over. Yeah. Here comes the original uh, Jimmy Buffett song about the good guy. The good guys always win. Yeah, sometimes. The good, the good guys, guys sometimes win. win. And then is. at the end of the credits, it's a fucking tune. Uh, it's a cover of a Bill Withers song hmm? that's done by Maroon 5. Oh, yeah, no. it's so fucking bad oh, no. because they had footage playing throughout all of the credits. Yes. So I watched all of the credits just in case there was something afterwards. I was expecting like a uh, uh, um, uh, smoking in the bandit style <laughs> blooper like a blooper section reel? because that's the way it was like split screen and the credits are still would, rolling on you one side. Hoped, you would have hoped at least after yes. this dry ass some, fucking movie. Some chuckles. Yeah, nothing. Did anything make you laugh? Uh, no, Any of the characters? No, no one. No, You know I what? The little... bully. When the bully was like had a lisp and he was talking that to is, him and stuff. That is kind of funny. But I was like, how did he get a lisp from getting punched in the nose? He got punched once. And he has a black eye and a fat lip. Well, he got his nose broken. So your eyes are going to go black when you get your nose broken. That happens. <laughs> nose is broken, but black to get, eye, to have and a fat lisp, lip. To have a fucking lisp? Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I did chuckle at uh, Luke Wilson and his travails with vehicles throughout this film because he gets his squad car taken away. When he when he uh, he gets it painted black, yeah, by uh, mullet fingers. <laughs> I see those girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. <laughs> I have to turn my head until my dog goes. I see Luke Wilson and I want to paint him black. <laughs> It's uh, and then he's driving around the little uh, police golf cart for yeah. the rest of the film, and that was kind of fun. It's not fun because it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, it's like, a with, when you do that to characters, mm-hmm. it's because you're kind of building them up because he's going to end up being like the goofy, unlikely hero he's at the, the end. Bumbling and cop. he wasn't. He didn't do anything. In fact, like he I'm really fucking frustrated with what he puts that's it together. Not, they leave true. a piece of paper for him to look at, and he's like, "Say." He follows the trail, though. <laughs> he doesn't. He does. He has to be fucking pulled by his teeth. To get to where everything is. Hey, more than anybody else is following along. There is nothing going on in Coconut Cove. 
there's obviously nothing going on because these people are like, oh, by the way, let's call up the city planning department. Uh, they've moved up the groundbreaking. It's oh, going to be shit. today. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling. I'm like, no, that's not how city works. That's not how municipalities do not work that also, way. Also, to support your theory that there's nothing going on in this film... Uh, Everybody the, shows up, and it's live TV. The, 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 the local station <laughs> Everyone shows is covering up. not even the grand opening a of groundbreaking an IHOP, of a fucking IHOP of a pancake. Also, curious location for them to be building a pancake <laughs> yes. out in the middle of fucking nowhere in this forest. Yes. Like usually, these places show up in strip malls. Yeah. I have an IHOP that opened up down the street. It's in a big like grocery middle, line yeah. next to a it's Starbucks. It's a great area too. And a, and a right spa. by Kane's Chicken. Exactly. Yeah. You don't just fucking put an IHOP again unless it's a money laundering scheme in the middle of a swamp. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about that uh, that musical montage moment where like Roy and, and, and Mullet Fingers just discovering went nature? Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the beluga whales. Like, why wasn't fucking Brie Larson part of that? Uh, again, why could she not hang out with them? Discovering their sexuality. I, and that's what I'm thinking is going <laughs> on here. Long time. And that's okay. Of course it's but then okay. But play that off, Yeah, man. yeah. I don't know. Fuck this. I should, I, there's my recast. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> as, uh... What's, his, what's the character's name? Uh, as as Roy. 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 Uh, uh, what, and what's his nickname? Because everybody has nicknames. We've got Mullet Finger. Cowgirl. He's Cowgirl. He's that's ca- right. Brokeback Mountain. There you go. Cowgirl. Oh, God. Yeah. Cowgirl. Hey, cowboy. wasn't it interesting when Roy... No. Roy, no, not the one answer. thing. There was nothing interesting about it. Roy goes to bed... Uh, after like this whole dramatic day where he's found at the hospital a case of mistaken identity, right? Uh, and then his parents bring him and he talks to his dad. Has this long walk on the beach. Been a big That's day. also like awkwardly cut <laughs> and ends yes. abruptly. Yes, but he talks to his dad and tells him like what's really going on. And then they they tuck him into bed. They leave and fucking Brie Larson just shows up. She's like, been hiding under his bed. Climbs in through the window. And then explains the most interesting thing that could possibly happen in this movie that we don't see happen. We just get to hear about it later. That her dad and her stepmom got into a fight. That's right. That was so bad that her stepmom threw a clock radio at her dad, so she beamed her with a coconut or something like that. A lot of coconuts uh, hitting people in the heads in this film. And I'm like, well... Well, this is a fucking really profound bit of information that you're yeah. giving us right now, mm-hmm. like about how your home life is really tumultuous, but we never come back to it. She seems pretty well balanced. Yeah, too. we never come back to her. We never meet her folks, mm-hmm. never meet her dad. They don't make the time to like show up to this groundbreaking that's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like we, and that's why these characters don't seem real because yeah. there's no parents. There's anywhere. no parents. There's there's nothing that feels lived in about these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels like a lot of these people are just they all belong in separate movies. And that's fucking frustrating. <laughs> they did belong in separate movies, and they went on to star in separate movies. <laughs> uh, there's no reason why this movie had to be like an hour and a half. Like this was <laughs> this. No, seriously though, this is like a 45 minute. This is it's a made for TV. This is movie. a made for TV. It's an movie. Episode, It's a very. It's an after school special. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. Uh, the nature. And uh, owls and why it's important to... But it's not even about that because we don't even discuss the nature of... Like, it would have been one thing if we're in class and Mr. Ryan fucking Jimmy Buffett yeah. is, like, teaching the kids about the ecology of, like, owls yeah. Sadly, and stuff like that. Sadly, this is an endangered species. And, but, and here's the consequences if we don't protect but his their class, homeland. his class is marine science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Why is it? And if that's what's in the book, that's fucking stupid. It's a fucking movie and a story about saving owls. He should be fucking all about that shit. In fact, that's one of the big problems about this movie is that they should have kind of had an adult. Like, mullet fingers should have been... Like a... a, 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 Like... 
uh, an 18 or uh, yeah, a little like, bit a, older, a young adult. Like a young adult. Exactly. Yeah. Should have been a young adult. Someone that could have gotten those kids in places where mm-hmm. like they normally couldn't have gotten. Yeah. Someone who could have made the phone calls to the city planning departments. And also... Because the, kid, the kids are making calls going, oh yeah, I'm the publicist for some, some, some. I'm like, <laughs> really? you sound like you're fucking eight. Your voice just cracked. Yeah. That's interesting. But if you had yeah. like an 18 year old guy... That would also make it more believable that he's like handling cottonmouth snakes. And, and living uh, on his own. And getting bitten by wild dogs. Yeah. yeah. Living on his own. Mm-hmm. And that would make sense. And then Brie Larson's visiting him. He's her older, like, half-brother or something. There you go. That's great. That makes sense. Also, how are you going to scare dogs away from a fucking owl commune <laughs> with snakes that eat baby owls? I was just going to say, won't these snakes, like, turtle? <laughs> That's a horrible plan. Yeah. Because you've let uh, cottonmouth, poisonous, dangerous snakes loose on this land where... There's just holes, which, you know, snakes love holes in the ground. Yeah, that's where, the, where they live. they go into them, they're going to find a baby owl, and they're going to devour it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not a very well thought out plan. Mm-hmm. Good against dogs, also good against owls. And good against people. That fucking that yeah. dog owner guy. Yeah. Why was why was he doing a gold member voice? He was, he was like a German Nazi. <laughs> like, I think they were trying to... How do we show that this guy's evil? <laughs> fucking give him a German accent. Yeah, we all hate Nazis, right? <laughs> that's how it works. Uh... Alligator in the toilet. Alligators fuel? in the sewer. That's nightmare fuel, right? <laughs> yes. That made me jump. That's like 15 minutes into the film. And I was like, what is this, Rage PG-13? Yeah. No? It is it is 40 minutes. I, I went back and counted. It's 40 minutes before they even mention owls. Yeah. Like, we've see, we see an owl, but it's 40 minutes until Mullet Fingers reveals, like, I'm doing I'm this doing to save the owls. the owls. Also, the owls we do see are just bad CGI. Like, you can or tell. The first one we see is just a bad puppet on a Shot stick. on a green screen <laughs> oh, inserted into a fucking okay. hole. I didn't mean that one. The first one, like, in the, the opening credits, yeah, oh, right. that one's really bad. Yeah. But, like, the one that comes popping out of the hole <laughs> yes. is, like, completely, it's a, like a puppet on a stick. <laughs> I think so. And, like, someone just, like, eh, eh, yeah. and then brings it back. And also, the, the climax of the film... <laughs> Where we've got this big press conference where uh, Clark Gregg is there. He's got the bulldozer. I'm glad you're going here because I was about to do this. He's threatening to, uh, you know, um, he's going to bulldoze all these owls, right? Yeah. So that he can get his he's like, pancake factory Like a built. fucking comic book villain that he's like announcing right. on live TV. Like, what he what did he think the fucking end game was going to be here? Exactly. Like, like he was going to bulldoze where and break code and like he was going to get away with he's it? Already been, he's already been arrested by Luke Wilson. Uh, for you know, uh, violating the not having a permit and blah blah blah, all this stuff. He's like, all right, right. but first I got to get out there. Yeah, why isn't he being apprehended right now? He should have, yeah. yeah, well, that I mean, dude, Luke Wilson should have apprehended like five or six people. It's a good point. But then the one person that they do apprehend for pulling stakes up is in a fucking uh, orange prison jumpsuit. Yes, they fucking yeah. put him in prison. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, the, he had it coming. Yeah, he had it coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> everyone's there. Uh, for this big press announcement, the TV camera is there. The mayor is there, played by Robert Wagner. Right? <laughs> He's in the opening credits. He's like one of the first four names like given in the fucking opening credits. He doesn't show up until the Probably last five the, minutes of the movie. Part of that same money laundering scheme, so he had to justify his existence and appearance there. Uh, but the way that the, the plan that these kids have to uh, convince everybody to prove that this is a hollowed ground for baby owls that are being endangered is to get everybody to stay real quiet. Just everybody for for sixty just seconds. for sixty seconds. The owls will come out of their holes. They'll swear. It's a big gambit. It's it is pretty big. Also, gambit. considering owls are nocturnal, owls are nocturnal. <laughs> so like, I'd have been like, oh fuck, it's daylight. Well, so sure, maybe well, they're going to be feeling the vibrations. The, there's no way, no way these owls are are emerging. Yeah. in this moment, they're of just going to come out. Huh. They're not groundhogs, people. <laughs> 
The ground owls. <laughs> the ground owls. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's. I, I I kind of blew through. I have like five pages of notes, I, I, and I've I can't blown through quite a bit of what I had here. I can't imagine that this movie is based that it follows the book so closely because the the premise and and the way it plays out is so implausible even for a children's book. Oh sure. That uh it I, I don't understand how the script wasn't touched up. Well the the fact that this movie not only it not only does it not make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not it and it's not even fun. It's no like it's I'm, not I try to look at I try to look at it from like well Joe it's a family film. So right. let's look at it from that respect. Like is it family safe? You know, families can kind of bring their kids to come yeah. see it and it's is and I'm like okay look it's not even that because it's a little terrifying. Like you've got alligators and toilets. Yeah, snakes. You've got snakes in this thing. Dogs. You got vicious dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a kid that gets like fucking. He gets an infection from a dog bite. Yeah, like that's kind of weird. Take him to a hospital. Like what are we? Tr- we're trying to teach kids too that like it's okay for this homeless boy to just be on his own. <laughs> like that's that's not all right. Yes, it, it is really uh, kind of glorifying uh, juvenile delinquents uh-huh. and uh, lie to your adults, lie to your parents, right. lie to your elders. But it's so. Horribly uninteresting. It is. Like, this is what happens. Start to be, to end. It's when you try so to please, bad. when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one, and that's what some of these so-called family films end up being. Unfortunately, I don't think they even tried to please anyone with this movie. Like, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. When yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Somebody needed to find an actual film director to fucking yeah. helm this movie. Yeah. Instead of this bullshit, like the guy who directed eight episodes of Frasier, <laughs> I can't wait to find out how those fucking episodes of Frasier are too. Because if I find out those are the weakest of the fucking bunch, mm-hmm. I what, will not be surprised. What if there? What if owls show up in those episodes? <gasps> the one with the owl. Th- that would be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I think that's that's all I really have for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Is that all for you? This is all that can be said about Hoot. Okay, uh, would you, <laughs> this is a dumb question, would you recommend Hoot? No, yeah. well, I can't recommend it to children, I can't recommend it to uh, the hearing impaired. Absolutely not, um, not a bit. I don't, there's no audience for this film. Nope. Jimmy I, Buffett's I, Family Reunion. I wish we had done Heart Condition. Yeah, well, we'll have <laughs> to wish, do it. I wish we had done that one instead because this one was so fucking So do horrible. I. I told Sarah, I was like, you know that idea you had that we do like a Brie Larson movie? <laughs> Yeah, that was that ended up really fucking bad. <laughs> this did not turn out well at all. <laughs> She's like, you didn't, you didn't do like Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, we've already talked about Scott yeah, Pilgrim. We did that. We do that every day. Listen to our Scott Pilgrim episode, or just every episode of our podcast. We reference <laughs> the fucking movie. Uh, what did this is going to be a tough one? <laughs> what did Hoot do right? You know, the casting director. I'll I'll give a shout out to because with the exception of uh, Brie Larson and maybe some of the other child actors. She discovered Logan Lerman, right? What had he done before this? this? I think this is one of the first things he's done. She got Luke Wilson. She got Clark Gregg. Or is it Greg? Clark, Clark, yeah, Clark Gregg. Gregg. Damn, I always get it confused. It's two first names. Two man. first names. Got Tim Blake Nelson. Um, Three and, first names. And there's, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the janitor from, uh, <laughs> from Scrub. From Scrub. So there's, there's, there's some talent in here. It's not like it doesn't. That's what slightly elevates it from made for TV. I'm not going to go so far as to say that this movie like is elevated in any way, <laughs> but I happen to agree with you and I what this movie did right was some of the casting. Yeah. Was Logan Lerman. I mean I don't think you can go wrong with Logan Lerman mm-hmm. even though uh the first Percy Jackson movie came under some pretty heavy criticism. I still enjoy it. The second one not very good, mm. but he's still really good. Fury. If you've seen the movie Fury, I hear that's he's good. He's so fucking good in that. Perks like, of being a wallflower is the first thing I saw, man. Oh yeah, he's very strong in that. Dude, he's such a good talent, mm-hmm. and and I can't wait to see what happens with him in the future. But holy shit, for him to have overcome that, the greatest accomplishment for Logan Lerman was to fucking overcome 
the this movie mm-hmm. the to be able to separate himself enough from it. What did Hoot do wrong? So I know that this film got funded because. People who care about the environment, people who care about endangered species were like, okay, there's none, not since Fern Gully have we had a film uh, geared towards children that kind of, or, or maybe Free Willy. Free Willy yeah, was great. Free Willy. Free Willy did it all right because it, it uh, established the relationship between him and the whale, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So th- th- Early all of on, that's missing. We know what the point if is. If the goal of this film was to introduce the joy of uh, you know nature and animals to uh, young kids, mission failed. Yeah. Like, it, they take a side, um, yeah, they take backseat to the humans in this film who are not interesting at all. No. That's what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, what, what about did, for you? What, just about everything. Okay. <laughs> just about everything. Uh, the writing is so rough. The editing, profoundly bad. Oh, the editing. We touched uh. on that. Uh, there's no attachment to the whole cause of saving the burrowing owls. There you go. Uh, like, if, like I mentioned before, if Mullifingers had... An owl that he was nursing back to health, and we spent time teaching Roy how to care for it and see how his like Montana life would lend itself to yeah. helping with this this effort to save this community of owls. Like, and then everyone maybe learned something yeah. that would be great. Instead, we learn about the owls forty fucking minutes into the movie. Like that's over. That's about halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. We finally find out that we're trying to protect fucking owls. Uh, and the music makes me want to carve out my fucking eardrums. Oh god, it's so just like. These needle drops that they got. Oh yeah, it sounds like the the, the tracks came from Audio Blocks, <laughs> our previous sponsor. But you know what? Audio Blocks has a much better selection. And yes, they do. We would invite them to come back. They and... don't involve the <laughs> steel drums in every other track. Oh tray. Jesus! Even man. even in the in the more tender moments when they're trying to have a you know here's a little moment between Brie Larson uh, and and. Uh, What's his name? Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. Uh, you, you hear like quiet, pensive steel drums yeah. in the background. Yeah. It's so weird too because like the, the final like monologue that Logan Lerman has, he's like, Beatrice and I became best friends bling, 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 and bling, I go bling, and see bling, bling, every one of her soccer games. Bling, bling, it's bling, kind of required. Bling, 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 bling. Yeah. And it's like, that's it for Beatrice. Then it's like the very end is like, but him and mullet fingers hanging yeah, out. Yeah. He's like, we've Florida's been keeping us busy. Every time uh, he wa- he tells me he wants to hang out, <laughs> he has his own special way, and it's like he <laughs> it's leaves a shoe, a with, a shoe a, with a fish in it, with some water and a mullet, a mullet. Yeah, he's like, come here and bring the fish. <laughs> Which, by the way, for a movie set in Florida, not the type of mullet I was expecting. No, mm. no, no, no. Um, all right, so if we were going to remake Hoot mm. today, how would we do that, Joel? Uh, I'd set it in a Hooters, actually. I'd have... Uh, Eight, nine. I have 12 recasts. Oh, God. Uh, I didn't do the children. The children are hard to do. Uh, I don't keep up with the Disney Channel. This is what so. Michael Jackson said. Uh, oh, God. So I will leave that to you, and I have focused on the adults. So I only have uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. In my recast. Go for it, and I'll, I'll just chime in. Well, let's I... start by Jimmy Buffett. Uh-huh. Uh, musician turned Miss, actor. Mr. Ryan. That's right. How about Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum would be funny. It's somebody interesting yeah. in this film. Um, uh, and, and you know what? Sarah was like, Sarah was like, by your description, I feel like either you or Joel are going to do the Jeff Goldblum of. You do expect you to do have owls owl. <laughs> in your owl movie. It's <laughs> great. Thank you so much. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, so you went with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I uh, I went with Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of it, it just felt right there. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, I don't think you have the bite me dog guy. No, I don't have and that guy. I the German? I mentioned it earlier. It's yeah. just going to be Mike Myers as Goldmember. Oh. <laughs> playing this right. dude. I'll do a Christoph Waltz. There are snakes. <laughs> Christoph Waltz? Christoph Waltz. All right, yeah. cool. 
All right. Well, who's next for you? Uh, let's do Clark Gregg. Okay. Did you have Mother Paula? I did not do her. I She reminded me of Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV. She, yeah, she did, didn't she? And then I did some research on Nicole Sullivan, and she does not look like how she used to look in Mad TV. Oh, anymore. interesting. Yeah. How, so uh, I like I, that. I just decided to go with Jennifer Garner. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'll do that. Uh, how about, um, who's the Strangers with Candy? Uh, Amy Sedaris? Is Amy that her Sedaris. Name? Do Amy Sedaris. She'd be really good there. There you go. Did you do Mayor Gundy or Mayor Grandy? <laughs> Fucking, uh, Robert Wagner? Rob, I did not. Dave Coulier. <laughs> from, Why? Because Robert Wagner was a big TV personality in the 70s. Okay. So I went with someone who was a big person, TV personality in the 90s. I like that. And kind of like, you know, pull, pull it around. Here. All right. All right, so that's it. Now I think we're I think we're even. Let's do uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Uh huh. Curly. Mm hmm. Uh, her. Did you do Muckle? You said you were about to go to Muckle, but you were gonna, you're going to save him. Who's a Muckle? That's the Clark Gregg character. Oh, let's do him. Right you want to do him first? Yeah, I forgot we didn't do him. Okay. Oh, let's do Clark Gregg then. Uh, I went with uh, Will Arnett. I went with fucking Will Arnett. Did you really? Yeah, I went with fucking Will Arnett. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. This is a role that's fucking made for him. Sleazy. Uh, well, you know what? Then if you had to do another one, how about uh, Better Call Saul? How about... Uh, oh, yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. He'd instead. be pretty good, too. Oh, that's a good one. But I'm just thinking, Will fucking Will Arnett. <laughs> Who gives a shit about the owl? Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> but, but oh, my God. Muckled the owls. Oh my god, who cares? <laughs> yes, exactly. I can see him doing that. Uh, that's great. Love it. Uh, now right. let's do Tim Blignills. Curly. Mm-hmm. My Curly uh, played by John C. Riley. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because he has to end up being lovable in the yeah. end, right? Uh-huh. Starts off as a bad guy, complaining about all of his stakes being pulled up. Uh, well, I've got a couple of options here. Uh, Jenna came up with Danny McBride, which that's I think great. is great. Yeah. Because when you need a, a redneck. <laughs> Um, but also, also keep pulling up all my fucking steaks. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I went with uh, Jason Lee. How about uh, doing his uh, "My Name Is Earl"? Oh, that's great character. Oh yeah, how about that? You know, I've, I've got to take uh, do a little tip of the hat to somebody who's in the Dallas acting community. Uh, his name's uh, Speck, Michael Speck. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Uh, he's so fucking good. And if there is anybody who I think. Is the closest to Tim Blake That's Nelson. That's a great idea. He's so fucking close. Uh, he could be do this. so good at that. Yeah, he'd be great. Uh, all right. So that leaves... Uh, oh, did you do his parents? No, I did not do the parents. Uh, I did the parents. Okay. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Eberhardt, mm-hmm. played by Will Smith and Rosario Dawson. Oh, interesting. I uh-huh. like that. So you have Delenko. Okay. The cop. Yeah. Who do you have there? The Luke Wilson character? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Paul Rudd. But kind of doing his like, Paul Rudd, his like bumbling... You ever seen... Um, you look like you're from London. Forget- you sound like you're from London. Getting Sarah Marshall doing his kunu. Oh character. God, yeah. You got any weed? I fucking love him. Man. Oh fuck it, let's go surfing then. I love him so much. Uh, my Delinko, because I feel like this movie, what this movie really was missing out on was that one star. Yeah. Like you could have all these other people that you're used to seeing in supporting roles in other movies, mm-hmm. but you need to have that one star yeah. that like this whole thing is kind of revolving around. And mine's going to be John Cena. As Delinko the cop. Oh, it, ooh, interesting. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so that way he's not like the primary focus, mm-hmm. but he's enough of a focus that it's like kind of worth the price of admission to come in and see John Cena do his thing. I'll give you that. So now I've got the three kids. Do it. Uh, let's start with Mullet Fingers. <laughs> Going to be played by Cody Smith McPhee. 
Oh yeah. Uh huh. The uh, the Beatrice the Bear, the Brie Larson character, mm-hmm. familiar with a little movie called uh, Harry Potter and the Such and Such of the Such and Such. Oh yeah, I love that one. Uh, Ivana Lynch, Luna Lovegood, would be playing Beatrice the Bear. Oh, and she already cares about animals yeah, too. Yeah, she loves animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, my Roy Eberhardt, mm-hmm. Logan Lerman character. Yep. Well, fucking Will Smith is in this, and put his son Jaden Smith. Oh in god. That <laughs> okay. Yeah, and right. as you know, Jaden Smith gives a lot of money to charity. Uh, to help homeless people. That's right. Why not homeless owls too? This whole thing directed by John Favreau. Oh, that's a great idea. He's John, great with kids. He's, he's gonna. He'll get the fucking tone of this. Then he gets comedy. That's a fantastic idea. Well done, Joe. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Will Smith and the Smith family, <laughs> did you see that trailer? The, the trailer for today? Blue Hitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Blue. <laughs> yes. Uh, Walt Disney's Aladdin, the live action Aladdin, the the much derided blue uh, genie. That Guys, we saw. it's all right because they show in the trailer. Sometimes he's just regular black Will Smith too. That's right. It's not racist. <laughs> uh, and we actually got uh, Indians, uh, or you know, to be in your uh, like. No, 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 no. Like actual people from oh. India. Oh, okay. To be uh, in your your I, Middle I think Eastern we film. Call them. I think we call them per- Persians. Persians. There you no, go. I don't think that's right. <laughs> it's not right anymore. So when you were watching the trailer, did you start getting like flashes of Prince of Persia? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, little bit. I did too. But you know what? Uh, I'm kind of turning around a little bit on yeah. this. I, I think they started off the trailer uh, the right way because I, I had forgotten this was a Guy Ritchie film. So what it better, is? Guy Ritchie directed the yeah the Aladdin film. That's right. Whoa. So what better way to start off a Guy Ritchie trailer than with a kick-ass little chase, chase sequence? Scene. Yeah, and that looks like it's shot really well. And, and I, I hope Jason Statham's in this. Jason movie. Statham, he's uh, Jafar. <laughs> he actually. just he just like stops and like narrates to people as shit's going down. <laughs> now that street rat was about to get away from us, <laughs> and he finishes everything with Do you know what I mean. But you see, bruv, <laughs> I knew where he was gonna hide. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I got. <laughs> That's great. Uh, wait, wait. So I found Hobbs. <laughs> and we hunted down this street rat and his monkey. We cut off his hands and we gave it to the Jafar. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually kind of, uh, I, I could be turned around on that. That's good. I like man. what they're doing and I, I think it uh, might be better than than the Beauty and the Beast uh, You think so? Remake. I think, or at least my prediction, my prediction is that you're going to come back and you're going to echo your sentiments of what you <laughs> have for Beauty movie. and the Beast. Yeah. You're going to be like, ah, fuck that movie. The because is... I feel like the basic building blocks of where you're coming from on this mm-hmm. is we've already had a good version of it. Right. Why are we remaking it? How are you going to make it better? Even if it's live action, why are we doing it unless we're trying to improve on what was already done? I'm feeling a little better about the Will Smith genie. A little I mean, bit. I don't. A little bit. I don't. Better than the one moment we saw earlier, but what? that movie, the original movie, was so centered around Robin Williams and that yeah. character and the kind of zany things that he could do. Right. Uh, and taking his voice, and what would Robin Williams' voice look like in cartoon form? Well, now we know. Yeah. That's lost in this, uh-huh. and uh, I don't I don't see it being found. No, I don't, I don't think that's going to be found either. What I'm seeing in the trailer, mm-hmm. and why I think people are like, oh yeah, this is going to be fucking fantastic, oh, yeah. is because we see Will Smith do what Will Smith does in every movie, fucking sings. Like, I'm sure there's going to be an original song from Will Smith. It's going to be like, Aladdin, Aladdin, Aladdin. It'll be played during the credits. Ah, Aladdin. <laughs> Finding the lamp. Well, he's, he rubbed it, and then I granted him three wishes. He's already, ah, he's already doing it. We hear a little bit of the uh, friend like friend me. Friend like me. And he's, like, he's, he's not singing it. He's and just, we, you're yeah. going to have a friend like me. And then we see him doing a little bit of the choreographed dance from Prince Ali. That's right. Uh, but... Uh, 
I, I, I get that what they're going to do is try to give this more of a Bollywood twist. Yeah. The dance number's there. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I'm you should. I'm going to give it a chance, I you think. You should. Yeah. Um, don't yeah, you I'm, dare close I'm, your eyes. <laughs> Hold your breath. It gets better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But what I, I do want to talk about right now. Okay. Some uh, some just general thoughts, impressions about Captain Marvel. Oh, another, this another is the Disney movie. The part of the... So, I will say, Joe, feel free to spoil. I'm, I'm not I going to. I think I know a few of the spoilers. Eh, all right. I'm all not, right. not going to spoil anything. I'm going to spoil I'm it. just going to kind of give you a, a general look at the movie. All right. Um... It was it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to rank it, it would be in the back half yeah. of oh. the Marvel films. Oh wow! It is not one of the best. You putting it in a Black Panther territory? No, I think Black Panther is better than this movie. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, I think Brie Larson is wooden and oh no, uh, as you like to say, charisma free. Oh no, she uh, she she's kind of a, a blank board going throughout this movie. Aww. Um, there's a um, there's this whole focus on on the female empowerment, and I think that's awesome. And I think that this movie does do a better job of promoting like female empowerment than Wonder Woman because oh, wow, they don't really? they don't oversex Captain Marvel. Like mm. Wonder Woman is still like look at her in this skimpy outfit, right? And, you know she has to use her feminine wiles, and that never really happens here. Uh, and that's great, but there are still moments where it feels like Captain Marvel still kind of needs permission from a man to do whatever it is that she's got to do. Hmm. Um, I think ultimately the it, it was a little bit lacking in focus. It didn't quite know like it it knew where it wanted to go, but it really wasn't too meticulous or careful about how it got there. Yeah, interesting uh, director choice for this too. Like, um, and, and I fear that that's what's happened with these Marvel movies. Ever, and ever since uh, Edgar Wright exited the Ant Man film. We, you and I were talking about, well, he's got too much of his own style. He wants to put his own flair on. And all these Marvel movies have to feel like they are in the same universe. Now they do. W- when did they not have to feel like that? Uh, well, Iron Man uh, kind of got to set its own tone. And yeah, then but- Captain America. Like, if you were to compare Iron Man, Captain America, mm-hmm. even Civil War is a completely different movie. No, Winter Soldier is different from anything else that's going on in the Marvel Universe. But I kind of... Because Winter Soldier is like a spy thriller. Yeah, true. It's like in its own kind of world, but it still fits what's going on. Compare Iron Man, uh, Thor, Mm -hmm, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, true. They are completely different tones. That's a good point. And the thing is, you'll notice, once Guardians came out, Guardians kind of set what the tone was going to be from then on. You know what? Because you have... Guardians. You had Guardians too. You had Thor Ragnarok, and it's like, oh, they're starting to kind of follow this this chemistry, this DNA. And even Captain Marvel has a little bit of that, where it's like this John Carpenter kind of score that's going on with the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and and it's it's a '90s film, and in the '90s there was a big surge of like '80s culture video, like this '80s rental culture, and that's even when when she busts into the blockbuster video. And so you remember in the 90s, you're renting like these bad movies. You may not have done it, but we, oh, used I to, did. we used to rent bad 80s movies all the time in the 90s. And that's kind of what this harkens back to a little bit. And that feels like a Guardians movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, so you're going to fire James Gunn, but you're going to completely cannibalize the right. tone he set for your franchise. Using his script, too, for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, apparently. Is that happening still? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Someday. So, so I cut you off, though. You were you were trying to say something. Uh, <clears throat> what was I saying about that then? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh, um, so, but yeah, this is, 
so we, we've gotten away, though, from the directors being able to... Although you're kind of blowing up my theory because, yeah, Taika Waititi, or however the hell, hell you pronounce his name, put his own spin on sure Thor, did. a much-needed spin. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's room for that, but uh, these directors... First of all, they hadn't really done anything in this style, in this genre before. So interesting choice. The Russo brothers? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about... I mean, if you talk about Infinity War, you talk about that... You know, and, and you talk about uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. But then you compare that to, like, Arrested Development. <laughs> like, they directed Arrested Development, yeah. and then they went on to do this stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, so maybe they were taking a chance uh, in the way that a, a Lord and Miller, uh, uh-huh. they, they may have given... Actually, I'd like to see Lord and Miller do a Marvel movie. Dude, that's they probably did. not going to happen. called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, like a live action. I'd like to see them bring their uh, their sensibilities into that. That's true. Um, but yeah, this one just... it's it's Everything I'm hearing... People are saying, why, why these directors? Yeah. What was so special about their I don't previous remember. work? Who's, who's direct, who directed this? Uh, look it up. Exactly. <laughs> You're making my point. Uh, it, was, it, it, was, it was fine. It's just that as we head into Endgame, I felt like Ant-Man and the Wasp was a far more appropriate palate cleanser, but also something that can ramp us up to this final chapter than Captain Marvel was. Um I feel like the only reason Captain Marvel was the movie that we had to show right before Endgame is because of the Nick Fury thing at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Where we're calling on Captain Marvel. We have to. And and it's like, okay, that's great. But honestly, if you were going to go back and look at how we built this entire story of Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, it would have made more sense to introduce Captain Marvel earlier. Much earlier. Much earlier. And, like, far enough along so that, like, by the time we got to Infinity War, we weren't even really thinking about her. Mm. And then we see the Nick Fury, like, oh, man. And then, boom, he calls her. No, they're bringing her back. So that we're like, oh, we're bringing her back. But in order to do that, too, she had to be a much more impactful, stronger character. And I hate saying this because I don't want to sound like the old white man who's like, no, dude, fuck this movie, fuck this character, because I didn't feel that way about it. And I don't give a fuck about what she said about like old white dudes like that she's playing oh, up right. to them, even though uh, that's not true. <laughs> the, the whole thing about like uh, 75% or 80% of critics are old white men. Not, not, that's not entirely true, mm. but, but it's okay. Um, but the movie itself, and, and I know... It, I can't speak on female empowerment, but I can speak on something that I watched. And I feel like we were too busy, too wrapped up in trying to do that, to achieve uh, that, yeah. than to actually achieve a, a solid story of what it was that, you know, what was supposed to be happening on screen to build up towards the end game. Yeah, because Black Panther, for uh, all of the, I don't want to say, contra- all of the um, publicity it got about, oh, for first black superhero their race doesn't really play into the story much. I mean, the race in the no. sense that Wakanda is a country and th- that's where they have all the technology. But it wasn't a film about black relations, was it? It, it wasn't, but I, I will say this. Uh, what Black Panther succeeded at uh, was celebrating African culture and bringing that to yeah, the film there you go. in a beautiful, vibrant, yeah. and, and profound uh, and effective way. That this is a, a culture, like we, it was a living, breathing culture that we felt. Do I feel like it was the best as far as like uh, constructing the story? Uh, was it an original origin story? No, it was the same as Iron Man. Like it was, we have a Black Panther and we have a bad guy in a Black Panther costume, and they're fighting at the end. Like that's <laughs> that's how eight Marvel movies have fucking ended, 
Ant-Man, Captain America, fucking Iron Man, fucking the Hulk fights Abomination. Like, yep. it seems like that's the way we start it. It's people that have the same exact power fighting at the end of this fucking movie. Hmm. Um, and so in that respect, I didn't think that Black Panther was really the best entry into the Marvel Universe, but it wasn't a bad one. And the fact that Ryan Coogler did so much world building with it, yeah. it was it was extraordinary. So I will put it on the front half of the Marvel Universe. But with, with this... Everybody's making this big deal about like it's the first Marvel lead, it's the the female, the first female to mm-hmm. to lead a Marvel film, and that's great. But by doing that, I think you're discounting the truly strong female characters and truly strong female actors that have come before her in this MCU experiment. Uh, Scarlett Johansson yeah. has been doing a kick-ass job and has been at it for you know forever mm-hmm. since, since almost uh, the beginning. Yeah, since Iron Man two, I think so. Uh, and then you've got uh, 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 Zoe Saldana. That's right. You've got Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. Some strong fucking females there. And uh, loved uh, what's her name? Tessa Thompson from Tessa Thompson. Uh, Thor. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could you could throw a rock and hit a fucking great strong female character. Uh, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Uh, <laughs> you know, almost. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't yeah. quite go that far. Man, Iron Man three. Kind but, of. Uh, no, not she really. She saves the day in the end? Um, no, because ultimately Tony Stark saves the day. Tony Stark is the one that does it. But you've got like other really great, strong females. The Wasp. And, uh, dude, no, and, and that's no joke. Yeah. Evangeline Lilly, as Hope, has been fucking amazing. She is stronger than Scott Lang. Independent. She is independent. She's quicker. Smart. She's more brilliant mm-hmm. than Scott Lang is. She is a very effective hero. And it, it's great that she got, like, that it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. And a lot of folks are discarding that because it's like, well, it wasn't just the Wasp. And that's what the big difference is. That really shouldn't be what the big difference is. And I know this seems really stupid that this is coming from a man saying what the difference should or shouldn't be. And I apologize if I'm stepping on gender toes or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, let's not put too much stock in the fact that someone is headlined, like they finally made this movie and this, you know, you've got a, a woman who's finally headlining a superhero movie because guys... You deserved better. Mm. Captain Marvel deserved better. You deserved an actress that was going to give you a little bit more. Brie Larson does not give in this movie. Mm. She's not very good in it. That's unfortunate. And to look and watch like some of the stuff, like she did a uh, 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 some press stuff where she was doing Google, like finish the Google yeah, yeah. deal, and it it came across as like pandering and insulting like i don't know if you watched it at all no but it was really aggressive maybe we'll watch that after this is done (laughs) okay but it came off a little a little aggressive and a little unlikable Hmm. um so there you go it's it's worth the price of admission it's a good blockbuster like popcorn movie i'm gonna see it yeah but it's have to see it i think you you do because if i'm gonna see the next avengers movie apparently i must see this you should see what's going on and you know what i hope that Within a few months, I, I go back and rewatch Captain Marvel. Maybe I'm proven wrong. Maybe I come to my senses on something. But that's maybe that's my immediate. Maybe we'll get it right in uh, Captain Marvel two, which there surely will be because this movie just fucking killed. Oh, it did at the box office yeah. over the weekend. No, it was great. Uh, the, the directors, by the way, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Uh, there we go. What else have they done? Team. They did. Uh, oh shit! I just had them right up. They did um, Half Nelson. Remember that movie? Oh, I love that the, movie with yeah, Ryan Gosling. Like that. Mm-hmm. that was really good. Also did a little movie called Sugar. Uh, and it's that. kind of a funny story. I the, love it's kind of a funny story. Yeah, that's one. With so, Zach Galifianakis? Exactly. Yeah, dude. That's, um, wow. They, well, they've got a pretty good track record. I mean, not for superhero flicks. Yeah, but. I was going to say, so odd choice for a film, a Marvel film. Yeah. 
but there you go. I, I hope that didn't have anything that spoiled anything other than right. the fact that I was underwhelmed. So you heard it here first. Joe hates women. <laughs> it's my takeaway anyway. Uh, great. So what are we going to do next week? Well, Joe, uh, we're going to lighten things up. We're going to get some laughs on this <laughs> podcast here because... Uh, Someone told me where the lines are. I've been talking about this film for a while because I just uh, saw it uh, this past October looking for Halloween movies. Uh, and this seems appropriate now because this film, which uh, Jen and I saw for the first time and immediately fell in love with, uh, is now going to be a TV series uh-huh. on FX. Annihilation. Coming here uh, in a couple of weeks, actually, you'll be able to see the TV series What We Do in the Shadows, ah. which was based on the mockumentary by the aforementioned Taika Watiti. And uh, I'm the... glad that you finally learned how to say his name. I think name. that's kind of what it is. Hooked yeah. on phonics, work for me. Uh, and um, who's the guy from... Uh... Jemaine Clement. There you from go. Flight of the Concords. And uh, Moana. And the voice in that. So this is a mockumentary about uh, Oh, I vampires. thought you meant the girl who did the voice of Moana is in this movie. No, no, like, no, no, what? No, yeah, that's right. He the was crab. The, uh, the crab. Yeah. Tamatoa. There you go. Uh, Joe, um, I don't want to... Well, you know what? We're just going to let you see it. Maybe you won't like it as much as I yeah. did. But um, I think this is I, a... I'm just going to not like it. <laughs> regardless, even if you do, you're so just going to say... People are going to be like, that's what he's like when it comes to Glass and, and Unbreakable <laughs> and Captain Marvel. And Men in Black. Men in Black. That's right. Uh, no, hopefully uh, you will see what I see when you watch uh, What We Do a in the star, Shadows. A star. If you don't know what it's about, it's a mockumentary about uh, vampires. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you kind of get to see the, the inner workings of uh, vampires in New Zealand. That'll be fun. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you have it? Not only do I have it, but if you have Amazon Prime, you too can stream it. And I even want to say it's on Netflix, but I know it for sure. But you have do you have a, just a, a copy of it yeah, that you can send me? Of course. Okay. You, right, do cool. you not have Amazon we'll Prime? Just, I do, but it's Sarah's account, and I don't want to have to fuck with that. Got it. Just send me your fucking shit. Will do. Um, cool. Hey, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for scratching the fuck out of my John Wick 2 DVD. That I didn't do that. That was Dude, that, I bought that new. Shut up. I bought it new. It looked new. that way. I didn't do anything to it. It's been sitting on my desk for like mm-hmm. two weeks. It's a DVD. It's a, <laughs> it's a coaster in any way, you, right? Why, that's what you used it you for. Know what? I'll buy no, you another. Oh, no, it's okay. I don't need it. I've, got, I've got a digital. I noticed that. I it's, thought it came there. <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck did you do, man? Were Sitting you like, there on my desk. Were you that mad at the movie? To, <laughs> fuck John Wick <laughs> and that puppy. <laughs> John Wick. Uh, God, is there anything else I want to talk about? Hey, before we uh, we wrap this up, mm. want to please ask you, leave us a rating and review on our podcasting app. Go. That would be fantastic. Five-star rating, please. Uh, and then a review. Let us know what you like about the show. Even if you've got criticism, as long as you make it five stars, that's awesome. Uh, a website. We also have a website. You do. It's, it's well, not, tell us about it's it. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. We're doing shit all out of fucking order right now. And I'm like, ah, uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it's editingbay.com. Go there. Bookmark it. You're going to find all the links you need to know about the editing bay. You've got a link to our social networks, including our Facebook page, but also our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there for all news and uh, topics and things. Uh, we also have a little section there for all of our past episodes. But uh, you know what? You can get to. Uh, our most recent 200 episodes, if you're subscribing, but we're on, uh, I think, 265 now. Holy shit. So you want to hear them all? Go there to the little episodes tab. All that and more on editingbay.com. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to bring something else up. Uh, guys, please check out a friend of the show. I've I mentioned him a couple of times tonight. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and his co-host Laurel on the Craniacs podcast. Uh, you can find them on iTunes, on Stitcher. Are we on Stitcher? 
Are we on these other fancy things? I don't know. I, I keep, whenever I do my Facebook updates, I'm still like, find us on the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. And I'm like, nobody else mentions those, but they mention Stitcher and stuff. But regardless, Craniacs Podcast, they go through and they, they talk about every episode. They talk about two episodes of the show Frasier. Uh, they are well into the third season now, uh, but it's not too late. You could, you could start from the beginning. That's what I've done. Mm. Start from the beginning and catch up and, uh, and, and figure out everything you need to know about the show. In fact, I don't even watch Frasier. I just learn about the episodes from them. There you go. Because it's entertaining enough. Just kind of listening to them talk about not only Frasier, but kind of like what Joel and I do. Just they descend into just random talk about stuff. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and and they're really fun. It's it's a, a very pleasant podcast. They're very uh, family friendly. They they try not to curse. Uh, they're very oh. they're very clean. Fuck that. Uh, they they beep out like their names and stuff, which I find kind of funny. Like, they beep out, like, all this per- stuff that could be possibly personal information, and then I compare it to what we do, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> people could, like, completely steal our identities with the shit we talk about. It's true. Uh, but, no, they're they're so fun, and, and Ryan's hilarious. The thing that I love the most is, like, Ryan's kind of like us. Like, he's a comic book nerd. He's a wrestling fan like me. He's into gaming and stuff. And Laurel is not. <laughs> She's not any of those. And you could fucking take a shot. Like, every time... Uh, Ryan makes a pop culture reference and then it just falls on crickets. It just crickets on her end. <laughs> like, it'll always be like, so, uh, Laurel, you know, you, have you seen, uh, Ant-Man? No. <laughs> Laurel, have you seen, have you seen Avengers Infinity War? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Laurel, did you see Scott Pilgrim versus, uh-uh. Wow. <laughs> like, just, and I'm like, this is so funny. Feeling pretty good now. <laughs> but, but the, the, the chemistry between them, because, they are different personalities, but what they bring together, it's a good meld. So check it out, Craniacs Podcast uh, on iTunes. Uh, and that that is all I've got. There you go. Um, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. We will see you guys next week for What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> oh, you're doing the... I'm mullet fingers. <laughs> There's an owl. Maybe if we all be very quiet for 60 <laughs> seconds, just everyone just try Running around, robbing banks, all whacked on the Scooby Snacks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.